Hello, and we are live, not actually live, but we are on uh, the Wrestling New Year's podcast talking to you about professional wrestling. I just woke up. I'm a little tired, but you know what? I'm hyped up because we talk about some ROH. We talk about some SmackDown, and uh, we're going to get into it, man, but uh once again, uh, I, I've been late on my recordings, as I've seen like I have, but I'm getting better at this. I'm getting much better at it. Um, so again, we have SmackDown and ROH coming up this week. Next week, we got AEW Dynamite coming on the review for you, and then we got Elimination Chamber, NXT Vengeance Day coming all up um, for that week for you. And uh, yes, so uh, before we do get any further though, um, now my plan was to review ROH uh, weekly. Now, I did review this ROH, but the last, the week after, on the 16th one, um, where I usually watch it, the site was taken down. So I was not able to watch it. So if, if I do find another way to watch it, by all means I will. Um, but we will see what happens in regarding to that. You're uh, tired. And I also got my theme music. Oh, ah, that was lit. But uh, let's get into it. We get into, let's start off with SmackDown. Now, I must say my notes aren't the best. Uh, but let's try and get, get to it. So we go up to SmackDown February the 12th. Uh, we get a recap of Edge saying a bunch of stuff on Raw that about his announcement that really didn't really affect anything. Because um, he just said he's going, going to wait for a chamber. And then we get Reigns, Heyman, and Paul, uh, and uh, Jey Uso, sorry, co- coming out to war or, or the rain. And Adam Pierce is in the rain. And Roman says that Adam waits on him. And the show is Roman's show and not anybody else's. And Edge is scared of him, and he will be on a legend contract after Roman is done with him. Adam says, um, that, uh, he will defend the title in the Elimination Chamber in two weeks. But Paul Heyman says that the contract says that Reigns will have to defend the title at Chamber, not in the Elimination Elimination Chamber match. So Paul Heyman says that their reigns will not be in the chamber, but there will be a number one contenders match, and the winner of that match will face Roman Reigns in the same night for the title. I'm sure Drew McIntyre was watching this and was like, "Ah, damn it! I didn't have to defend my title." Uh, but apparently, when when you got Paul Heyman with you, you do not have to defend. Your title in the Elimination Chamber, you could get get around all those bells and whistles, etc. Uh, so Pierce just says, "Okay, fine." So there will be a number one contenders match, and the winner will 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 face Reigns later on in the same night. Um, and Paul says that last year's WrestleMania what what was the lowest attendance in Mania history because Reigns wasn't there. Yes, that's why. Uh, Adam says that the participants will be Jay Uso and Kevin Owens. And then the other four men will will be decided later on in the show. 
Um, and then Adam then starts to get off to the apron and he drops his mic. So he exits the rain and he drops his mic. Very Akotako. Uh, and then Ro Roman Reigns gets into Adam's faces, uh, face on the outside of Paul Heyman says, Nah, just let him go, bro. And Reigns, Uso, and Heyman all leave. Um, again, I, I have not watched a whole lot of SmackDown in the uh, weeks leading up to this, but I thought Roman Reigns was outstanding in this. I, dude, it's just like, it, it, it's such a fascinating watch of what he was doing in this, you know, like, in, in this heel character compared to his face because the man is just so confident in this one and in his face he was just like a little baby walking for the first time uh i, I thought he was outstanding uh you know what Heyman, who when you would originally think that when Heyman and reigns would would be together it would be Heyman talking all the time but no, it, I mean, Reigns has been talking and it's worked and Heyman says his P and Q, uh, you know, his stuff and it works well too. And Jay Uso and just lurking in the background looking like a Samoan badass, it works. And this whole thing works. Um, and, you know, I really enjoyed the opening segment. And I kind of like that we got a number one contenders match because it does fr fr freshen things up to a degree. So I do, I do like that. Uh, we get a video package for Seth Rollins uh, tonight. Now, I did not watch SmackDown last week, but I thought they a advertised the return for last week's SmackDown. Maybe I was mistaken by that, but I, I thought for sure that that's what was going to happen. Um, and then Sasha Banks and will be the honorary starter at the Daytona 500. We got a lot of promotion for the Daytona 500. I'm not very fluent in racing. I've, I've not... Um, consume much racing in my lifetime don't and I, I don't have any desire i mean it seems like every time a race happens some car crash happens and i i just hope that everyone's okay because uh, i don't really want to fathom you know like flipping over in cars that's not really good entertainment um but adam is backstage with sona deville and so so sonia says that corbin and zane are taking on Rey Mysterio and Dominic, so let's just make that a qualifying match. And Adam's like, and Adam was freaking out backstage, worrying about this, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Now, first off, if Adam was freaking out about this, and he was going to make a chamber match anyways, wouldn't you have to make a qualifying match, like, anyways? Like, like I know you ha have to think of, like, um, Six participants now instead of five, but still, I mean, why is he freaking out? He he, he get getting all worried and stuff, and should have had the stuff planned out. Uh, we go right into our ta ta tag match here: Mysterio and Dominic versus Zayn and Corbin. Uh, Zayn is uh, says that management uh, helped Big E win his title, and. Um, Oh, and, um, sorry, I don't, oh, and he hates management, that's what I break down here, sorry, my notes are very sloppy, uh, we get into the match here, the Mysterios hit Zayn, uh, as the match starts, and then Dominic hits a dive to, uh, for, to Zayn on the outside, 
and then Dominic like hit hits his head like right on the table on this dive. It was insane. Uh, Don Dominic hits a DDT tornado to Zane. Zane Zane hits a blue thunder bomb to Dominic. Um, and then um, a swing neck breaker there by Dominic to Zane, and then a double six one nine by the Mysterios taking out Corbin. And the finish ends with Zane hitting an exploder suplex followed by a haluva kick to Dominic in the corner. And it ends with Zane pinning Dominic four minutes and 32 seconds without the commercial break. So I did watch this on delay, so I, I did not have any commercial breaks. Uh, so four minutes and 32 seconds without the commercials as Zane and Corbin beat Mysterio and Dominic. And Zane and Corbin entered the Elimination Chamber match. Now, I must say, not knowing about the main event later on, I was a little surprised that Zayn and Corbin won, because not knowing of who was going to be in the match later. Um, I liked the match. You, you know, I, I thought Dominic and Zayn had some pretty, pretty, pretty good chemistry here. Um, and I'm really digging this whole Zayn management deal. I'm really digging it. I, I, I think Zayn has been outstanding. And Corbin, too. I mean, the... Like, I know everyone's not a big Baron Corbin fan. I'm like, oh, Baron Corbin. But, I mean, the guy does do his role well. And, um, yeah, I, I will be intrigued to see if, if the Mysterios do have a role at Mania. Because it's really looking like they're not doing a whole lot for Mania. Uh, except for the Battle Royal. But uh, this was a fine match here. Um, we get two in the back. Rude and Ziggler talks to so. so Sonia and Adam, and they want themselves in the chamber match because they're champions and they don't want to even have to have a match. But Sonia says that if you want to have a match, you have, you have to be Daniel Bryan and Cesaro in the main event. And they're like, okay. Uh, we get a recap of uh, Bianca hitting Reggie with her hair last week, a travesty with Reggie. And then Reginald is in the back with wine, and he goes up to Banks, who is talking to Kalisto. I believe this was Kalisto. Of what a random pairing to be talking to, like Kalisto and Sasha Banks. Like, why Kalisto? And why have we not seen this man on TV forever, except for this time? Just, to, I wonder what Banks and Kalisto could have possibly been talking about here. Um, uh, but then Banks tells to send Carmel Carmela her way. A recap of Biggie, Zane, and Cruz in a three-way. And then we get Big E out. And Big E has this new music. Now, again, this is the first time I've seen it or heard it. It's really bad. It's like a bunch of rapping. It's, it's, it's not good. Uh, Big E's on the mic in the rain, and he says Brady was wonky on the Super Bowl parade. You know, throwing the su Super Bowl across boats. Uh, crazy. Uh, he says he puts Cruz and Zanes behind him, and he does not have to worry about that. And he wants an open challenge. Uh, and then Cruz comes out and says that he wants to answer the open challenge. Big E says that he will not defend it against Cruz. Um, I mean, I can understand Big E saying, I, you know, I've been this man before. And, you know, understand that. But the, the, this is an open challenge. And is there a rule that states in, like, the contracts or rules that once you, like, let, let's say, like, John Cena had at his uh, open challenge, was, was there anyone who did, did, did it twice? Like, can you answer an open challenge twice? 
Like, what's going on with that? I'm not sure. But Big E uh, says he does not want to uh, uh, um, accept Crow's challenge. He wants a different opponent. And out comes Shinsuke Nakamura. And then they have a match. Big E hits a big splash on the apron. Uh, Cruz then distracts Big E. Uh, so Nakamura hits a knee off the top rope. Nakamura then goes for a, um, a running knee, but Big E caught him with a side effect. And then Big E goes for the big ending, but then Cruz attacks Big E. And the match ends in 3 minutes and 20 seconds with a DQ finish. And Big E wins via DQ. Uh, and then Cruz gets out of the way. Um, I mean, I thought the match was decent for the short span it was. Um, again, anytime I, I can see Nakamura, it, it, it's a positive. And I don't mind this Biggie Cruz direction. I, you know what, I kind of forgot that Cruz was uh, still employed. Um, so I, I, I am happy that, that, that they are get, giving him a showcase here. And I mean, Cruz, like, his biggest pet peeve or you know, uh, his criticism was his mic skills. And I thought he sounded pretty good in the segment. And I thought uh, Big E, again, is, I think he's a fantastic mid-card champion. And I, I think this guy is just a great mid-card champion. And I know hopefully in the future he can be a world champion. I'm sure that that's what everybody uh, thrives him to be. And hopefully he can be. Uh, a world heavyweight champion because the guy's just got it all his his charisma his in reign and uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be getting another Big E Nakamura match perhaps uh, I would like to see that because I think that that match could could be fantastic uh, we then go to a Black History Month video and the Elimination Chamber theme song is by Pretty Reckless featuring Tom Morell called uh and so it went um, this one might be making the roadie playlist potentially might be making it uh seth rollins returns and he comes out with all the roster around the ring and he says that this is where he um he belongs and after having a child in his hands he's changed and after he he was a parent and having a baby girl he was changed everybody this man was changed, and it brought a tear to my eye. But then he turns heel again, and he says that he's the leader of SmackDown, and all that crap about babies and parents was just a bunch of baloney. He's still a heel. And then everyone leaves the ring except for uh, Cesaro, who's still at ringside. And Seth says that he knows Cesaro can see the light and the vision that Seth has in, in, in store for him. And then Cesaro starts to walk away. But Cesaro, or, and then as soon as Cesaro's back turns, Seth gets out of the rain and he starts attacking Cesaro. And uh, Brian comes out to help Cesaro as well as some other security guards as Rollins retreats. So it looks like we're going to be getting a Cesaro and Seth Rollins program coming out of this. That by all means, I would have liked for Seth Rollins to be a face just because I think it does open the door for more opportunities. But he's a heel again. And I mean, we are getting a fresh program with him and Cesaro. Um, so I can... I can Enjoy that, and maybe Rollins and Brian can have some matches, and those matches with Cesaro and Brian should be outstanding. 
Um, I mean, we ha have seen this promo from Rollins again, you know, that I'm going to be faced and turn into a heel again. Uh, I think when he made his return in 2016, that's the same promo he did back then. Um, I mean, it sounded fine. I know that a lot of people aren't really uh, or weren't really happy with, with the gimmick uh, in 2020 with the whole, whole Messiah thing. So hopefully that they can find a way to a little uh, make this a little more interesting and better. Uh, but it does look like Cesaro and Rollins is going to be uh, the next step, and I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, we get Bailey versus Liv Morgan, and we get a recap of uh, Ruby and Bailey. I believe it was last week with Billy Kay trying to help them, but causing the distraction, and Bailey won the match. Uh, so we get into the match. Liv hits a big drop kick to start the match, and we see Natalia and. Uh, Tamina look on at the backstage. Don't know what that's all about. Um, I've not kept up with the product. Uh, Liv then goes for a... F um oh, yeah, sorry. Liv goes face first into, into the barricade. Big spot there. Then Bailey hits a shoulder breaker. Liv hits a side cold breaker to Bailey. And then Bailey... Uh, sorry, Bailey K comes down to apologize. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, and Kay com comes down to apologize, but Ruby is like, leave, not now. And uh, then Bailey hits her uh, one percenter driver, or whatever it's called, the headlock driver, and Bailey wins. Um, do I have the time written down here? No, okay, I do not have the time written down here, my bad. Uh, but Bailey wins. Uh, it I, I think it was like a four-minute match. Um, and Kay and Ruby are not happy with each other. Uh, the match was fine. Uh, like I think on SmackDown, there like there there was not a bad match. Like get on Raw, the mat matches were average to good to you know like decent around around there uh, uh, on the show. Uh, and yeah, you know like. Uh, okay, the one thing I can appreciate so much about SmackDown to Raw is their mid-card storylines with, like, the, this storyline, I'm still intrigued in. And I know it was my first time watching it, but still, like, I, I would be open to see more about uh, this whole Liv, Ruby, Billy Kay thing compared to watching freaking Randy Orton being attacked with blood and Alexa Bliss and burning a man on fire. Like, they, 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 this is so much more intriguing. Uh, so, you know, like, I know SmackDown is doing a lot better in ratings, I, I believe, to Raw. And there's no doubt because, and, and there's so much, like, their show is just so much easier to watch. Um, and I'm happy that that Bailey is still getting screen time because she's fantastic. And I'm happy that she is still getting uh, some storylines involved. So that's good to see there. Uh, Charlie then talks to Cesaro and Brian. Um, Cesaro says that he is healthy and he's good good to go tonight. And Brian says that Cesaro is tough and they will make it in the chamber. Uh, we get a video package for the Daytona 500. And we get to the Street Profits coming out and they get a video package. And Dawkins says that, that he's not here to be a friend and they're hyped. Oh, sorry. Uh, he says that the, they're not here to be fined and they're hyped. Not bad. 
Uh, then we get a recap of the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl with Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy, nearly hitting the water. And then there's a, bu a bunch of controversy coming out of that. Why would you throw the trophy, my man? Uh, then we get Street Profits with us Otis and Gable. We get a package of Otis doing a bunch of squats, and Gable gets smoke machines and then blows them. I don't know why. Uh, we start now. I must say my um, my notes are a little blurry at this point, uh, as it will continue for the rest of the show. So my apologies. Uh, then D Dawkins slams Ford to Gable, and then a big slam by Otis to Ford. Uh, Otis then does the cat cat out of pillar to Dawkins, and then uh, pre pretty much it. Uh, it ends with uh, Ford hitting the frog splash, taking out Gable. There was more, more in this match, but my notes are kind of kind of sloppy. Um, and Ford pins Gable in five minutes and four seconds. And the whole time that they were hyping up um, the um, uh, rematch for the Profits versus uh, Rude and Ziggler. And then, um, yeah, so the match was fine. Again, it was a, a, a solid match. I do like that they are building up the profits for this rematch instead of you know ju ju just giving them a rematch right right away. So I do like that they're bi uh, building it up. Um, and yeah, um, the other thing I'm questioned by you know obviously when Tucker and Otis turned is like like it really makes no sense right now because like. Gable and Otis, you know, they're fine, but Tucker and Otis and it would be a lot better tag team on SmackDown and then Gable and Otis. And just to see what happened to Otis in like a year and how high they were on him winning the briefcase. And now he's going in a mid-card tag team where he's doing squats. Uh, and Tucker too, I mean, the guy's losing on main event every week. Um... I, I just like why would you turn? I just made no 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 sense and yeah, uh, but yeah, um, you know, match was fine. Uh, the prophets are d dancing on the stage, and then Banks comes out to dance with them, and she comes to the ring. So I do have to say that uh, unfortunately, my no, uh, I do not have notes on this segment or the last match. So my apologies. Uh, on that, but I so I just have to do it on memory alone. Uh, so I hopefully I'll be able to do it. Uh, but yes, we get uh, into Banks coming down. She talks about Bianca Blair, and then Blair enters, and they talk about their potential match at WrestleMania. And then out comes Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the Raw Tag Team Champions, and uh, they come down. They talk some trash talk, and then Banks uh, shows a, a recap of Baszler losing to Naomi. And then Bianca Belair is panning to show the recap to the Lana and Jax match. And meanwhile, Jax is pleading to her to not show it. And then Bianca shows the match. So apparently, uh, performers have power in, um, in uh, um, whether or not that they it can show the uh, packages or not. Absurd. Uh, but then we uh, get to the recap of Jax and Lana and they showed the exact same spot of Jax Shane ouch my hole so maybe that's what they wanted they're like oh that's hysterical ah oh, Vince is like oh she talked about her butt on camera 
This is money. People will love it. Yeah. I wonder if this could be a potential t-shirt. Ouch, my hole. Could be. Who knows? And then Naya's face on the front of it in pain. And it just says, in all caps, ouch, my hole. Book it, WWE. Or Pro Wrestling Tees or whoever makes t-shirts. Book it. Um, and then they start to fight once again. Uh, hell breaks loose. And um, uh, so then Banks and Bianca then throw Jax on her butt again on the apron. And this was a much tamed reaction compared to uh, the first one as Jax does not say ouch my hole for this bump or does not really do any over the top. Uh, but Bianca and Banks stand tall. Yeah, so I guess we are getting a tag match um, in the future. Uh, you have, have to assume it's going to be next week because I believe Liv Morgan and... No, Lana and Naomi have a tag match. I'm not sure if that was announced for Chamber or not, but you have to assume that that match is going to be at Chamber. Um, um, yeah, this would probably honestly be my one low light of, a, of the show. Um... I don't know, it's just Jax and Baszler are, su are just such a weird pairing. I mean, like, they just make no sense of why they were even considered being a tag team. And Bianca and Banks, you know, like, I'm sure the match will be okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it, it'll be fine. I'm sure Banks and Bianca can tear it up. Um, but yeah, you know, not the... Not the best thing. You know, like, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't anything there to captivate me uh then we get to our main event cesaro and brian taking on rude and ziggler again i don't have a whole lot of notes on this so my apologies um but it ends with i if i'm not mistaken i believe bobby rude tapped out to the yes lock if i'm not mistaken uh and brian and cesaro wins i think the match went around eight minutes ish uh and cesaro and brian win uh, and then after the match, you get a bunch of guys from the chamber attacking each other with like Owens hit, hit, hitting stunners everywhere. And that's how the show goes off the air. Uh, for, first of all, I thought a pretty good main event, I would say, match of the show. Um, again, Rude and Ziggler are, uh, you know, again, they're another mixed match um, tag team of why they put together. I'm not sure, but they actually work good together and and they actually may make sense of being a tag team um so you do that like, like that um and Brian and Cesaro they're lit and I'm happy that uh, Cesaro is finally getting a decent push here um and yeah so it's going to be Uso, Owen, Zayn, Corbin, uh Brian and Cesaro at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, the winner will face Reigns in the same show. So you, we have five matches all together announced for Elimination Chamber. And yeah, I mean, again, uh so overall I thought the show was pretty decent. There wa wasn't anything like great on the show, but there wasn't anything nearly as bad as, you know, let's say Jack saying ouch my hole. Um and I do like the direction of Elimination Elimination Chamber, I do 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 think that that's a good direction for the n number one contenders match, and we'll see what could happen overall. So I, I thought I had a decent show here on SmackDown. I, I by all means, uh, this was not a waste of my time, like Raw usually is. 
So on that note, we're going to turn it to ROH, February the 9th. Uh, so again, uh, somebody who's not kept up with ROH really since like the Bucks and all those guys have left, but we can agree that ROH has not uh, become you know very popular in the last year. So they're getting a bunch of uh, of these new guys and and um, old guys returning. I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry about that. Uh, so yeah. So again, they they are there signing a bunch of new guys with Mike Bennett re and returning, uh, and seeing with uh, Matt Taven. So we start off with Quentin McKay or Q McKay here, um, who I think is like really just a fantastic on-screen personality. Like she just seems like the biggest ROH fan who's li living her dream. Uh, and I, I think she's fantastic. Um, and then she is talking about the main, main event eight-man tag and Tracy Williamsworth is the new super or uh, the world-famous CB. Uh, but we get a recap of Vincent uh, last week's angle with Vincent talking to Bruiser um, who's holding a beer bottle and then he's trying to persuade Bruiser to attack Matt Taven uh, with the bottle. Now, okay, to my knowledge... Vincent and Matt, Matt Taven has been feuding for a plethora of time, and there's this stip uh, in place that Vincent and Matt Taven cannot be in an ROH ring together. So Vincent is now, so the story is Vincent is making Taven's life's hell and punishing him even though he can't physically do it. So I do really like that storyline. And then Vincent is trying, 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 trying to persuade Bruiser uh, to leave Matt Taven, and that there's more for him. And then Matt Ta Taven ends it with corking um, Taven with a beer bottle, then hitting Bennett with a reverse DDT, and then he leaves. And then Q McKay talks to Bruiser uh, backstage about Vincent, and he says that he's taking uh, uh, out the. Oh, sorry. Um, McKay says and that Vincent has taken out a tooth of Bruiser's and shooting Bruiser with a dart in his back. So why this man would actually help Vincent is beyond me of why a man would take out a tooth and shoot you in the back with a dart and you would help him is by all means beyond me. But um, Bruiser says that you must make peace with your enemies. So that's so for anybody who gets attacked or mugged by anybody. You just, you gotta forgive them. Hold no grudges, and you just hope that they do not do it again. That's what Bruiser's uh, saying is. Uh, and then uh, Br Bruiser is confronted by his tag team partner. I hope I get his name right. I'm not going to. Millennial? <laughs> Main Elio? I'm sorry. I did not ca catch his name very right. Uh, but Bruiser's partner... And Bruiser said, I'm tired of being held back, and I'm tired of being forgotten, and I'm tired of being a... Well, uh... You know what? He's tired of being a... Yeah, I, I went there. Good for you, Bruiser! Let him know! Ah, Bruiser! That's what we call in the business a good old-fashioned heel turn right there. Bruiser, Bodie... Or not Bruiser. Um, Bruiser is turning heel. And uh, he leaves off from his tag team partner. So uh, I start off the show with like, damn, ROH, pretty good angle. Pretty good angle, all right? I'm not going to lie. It's 
pretty intrigued, pretty intrigued. And um, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, then we get to Tracy Williams, who's part of the foundation, a group in ROH, um, and says that they take unappreciated wrestlers into their household and take them to the sky high. Uh, and says, what, look what, what happened to Red Titus. He was a forgotten wrestler and he showed what he could do at final battle. And he puts over Cheeseburger and says that he hit uh, his accomplishments of wrestling in the Dome and tagging with Justin uh, Thunder Liger are outstanding accomplishments. Uh, and then Tracy says Cheeseburger is, is a hard-working wrestler and he knows that he will not take it easy on Cheeseburger. Uh, we get to a promo package for Cheeseburger uh, saying that he and his dad would watch wrestling as a kid and this was his dream. And how much Cheeseburger the name has helped him in who he is today uh, as they show a uh, clip from two, 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 2012, which was, uh, was the debut of the name of Cheeseburger. And, but he says that he's changing his name to world famous CB because he does not want the comedy name of Cheeseburger to define who he is and he wants a new start and uh, uh, and that's night against Tracy is his new start and he is going to uh, turn that into his advantage uh, I thought a very good promo from the world's famous CB here as well as Tracy Williams and it seems like that's what ROH does on their weekly show is they have two matches and then the first half an hour, they build up one match. And then the other half an hour, they build, build, build up the other matches with packages, etc. So I do like that. I, I do think that that's a, a, good, uh, a good way to pursue it. And yeah, I mean, again, somebody who's not seen a whole lot of ROH, um, I'm by all means going, going to be giving these guys an open mind. Uh, and for them to push a world-famous CB instead... Did uh, definitely an interesting thing, um, but obviously you know the push will 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 be haltered uh, quite instantly. Uh, but then then we get to Ian Riccaponi and Colt Caprice. They are the con con uh, announcers for uh, the show. And then uh, there was a stat that said that this is, I believe, Cheeseburger's first singles match since 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And, like, the new thing with ROH is, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, like when uh, guys uh, enter, there's, like, a bunch of, like, crazy uh, stats. Like, Cheeseburger has not had a singles match in, since 2018, if I'm not mistaken. So insane. And uh, the Tracy Williams is 4-1 in peer rules match. Uh, and this is a peer rules match between world-famous CB and Tracy Williams. Now, for people who do not, like me, have never seen a pure wrestling rules match these are the rules there's a 15 minute time limit and you are only allowed three rope breaks so if you exceed the three rope breaks i assume that you are disqualified and this is absolutely insane uh but let's say um you know just a uh, jay waitful uh tries and help tracy williams jay jay waitful would be fired and Tracy Williams would receive um, some punishment. So you do not want to get, get, get involved in these peer rules wrestling matches. Um, 
Tracy then uses all of his road breaks by the five, uh, 11 minute mark and sh uh, Tracy has a tape on his shoulder uh, indicating that you gotta go after that shoulder. Tra Tracy hits a backbreaker suplex into a gut wrench, or, or oh sorry, um, a backbreaker suplex and then he, he hits a gut wrench powerbomb. Uh, Ian mentions that Tracy's shoulder might be bothering him. Yeah, maybe. He does have tape over it, so maybe. Uh, the world famous Sabi hits a super kick, and then Tracy hits a pile driver for the win in 13 minutes and 5 seconds. If I had to be honest, this match was kind of boring and didn't really get going until like the last 2 minutes. Uh, and the match ends with, uh, as they shake hands... And Tracy has some really bad entrance theme song. Like, this was, like, generic as it gets. Just, like, bar club disco music. It was terrible. Um, I would have to say, after seeing the video pa package and them hyping me up, I was kind of intrigued to watch this match. Uh, and I was kind of disappointed, if I'm being honest. This was not a, a great match. It was just an average match that went way too long. Um, and two, with the world-famous CB, I mean, it seemed like they, they were going to give this man a push, and then he loses here against Tracy Williams. Um, so that was kind of puzzling after you seemed like you were going to change his name. And first off, too, I mean, how much, like, wh again, what are the contracts between ROH and WWE of you, you can and cannot change your name? What is going on in the... In the contract here, don't I, I don't understand that. But apparently, you can kick out or, or uh, change your in your name as much as you want. Uh, apparently, apparently. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, I do like Tracy. I I, I do think Trey Tracy's an um, excellent wrestler, and I would like I like to see more of the world famous CB. But definitely not the greatest start uh, to his uh, new career, for sure. Uh, Brody King cuts a promo about Roosh, uh, about losing the title at final battle, or uh, lo losing the title match. Then the Briscoes yell uh, about Rush, and I'm pretty sure it was in Spanish. And then PCO says that they will rest in hell. Now, that's very settling. And we get to our main event, Brody King, Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, and PCO taking on Roosh, Flip Gordon, Dragon Lee, and Bistro. I believe that that's who you say his name. Now, Kenny Kane was actually supposed to be in this match, and he was not. Now, I've not done any further background on why Kenny Kane was not at this show and at these tapings. I think every time that happens, everyone thinks it's COVID. Hopefully, it's not COVID. Uh, but I have not done any further reporting on why Keen was not there. But Keen was on the next set of tapings. Um, or on the next couple of shows here. So he would be back soon. Uh, but yeah, so Flip, Flip, Flip Gordon is taking his replacement. And apparently Flip Gordon has a world title shot in the future. So that played into this match. Uh, Caprice is really excited about PCO's entrance. And then we get Amy Rose, who joins the commentary. And uh, so she's Spanish because she, she's part of this whole Rouge ordeal. And what was really annoying was, like, for every time she spoke on the commentary, she, she would speak in Spanish and then tra tra translate to English. Like, even if, like, Kama, Ka, and Caprice was, like, asking her about a move, she would be, like, speaking in Spanish and then tra tra translating to English. 
Why not just say say the English? I I don't know. Maybe a little pet 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 peeve here. Um, Flip then tries for Hurricane Rana, but then Mark catches him in midair and throws him on the ropes. These, oh yeah, so the story is, is again, Flip has a title match. So the rest of the, of the guys leave Flip in so he can get hopefully injured so he will not have to have a title match. So that is a storyline. Story uh, Brody and then hits a standing swan, a swanton to Flip Gordon. Piso hits a pump handle driver. Then um, Ian tries some Spanish over on the announcers, uh, but it did not sound very right. I, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but this did not sound very good. Uh, Flip hits a springboard sling, uh, sling blade. Flip then tries for a tag, but then the rest of his partners leave him. Uh, the Briscoes hit a Razor Ramon powerbomb into a neck braider to Flip, and Flip's like in this match at like five minutes and just beating the crap out of him. Uh, and then everybody just starts to fight to the outside, and they just like mayhem is everywhere, and they just start stars. Star are the fight uh, everywhere, and we go into a commercial break uh, with Brody King uh, getting his legs targeted. So we come back, and somehow Dragon Lee has tagged in. So Flip is out of the match, and Flip will not be in the match anymore. Uh, so Dragon Lee hits a draw, 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 draw kick to Bro Brody King uh, on the outside, while Roosh and Bistro are holding him on the apron. That. That was insane, and so much insane that Amy says, ooh, that hurts, do that move. Uh, PCO makes his comeback, and then P PCO hits a can- Okay, this man, I'm not sure how old P PCO is, but I think he's like 53 or 54 or, or something like that. This man's in his 50s, and he hits a somersault swanton through the ropes to the outside. This man's 50. Plus, and he's hitting a, a somersault through the ropes. Absolutely insane. Um, and he takes out Gordon there. Then Roosh hits kind of a, a Superman punch that sounded really good. Brody hits a big clothesline to Gordon. Gordon is just taking the crap out of him. Uh, and then Jay and PCO hits dives to the outside taking out a bunch of guys, and then Mark Briscoe grabs a chair, and he puts it in the quarter, and then he dives off the chair, hitting a swanton to the outside, taking out everybody, and there's like so much chaos and mayhem here at this point. Um, uh, PCO then, okay, so to my knowledge, there was no like, um, Stip added to this match, like to 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 my knowledge, like it was just a straight up eight man tag. So all these guys are fighting on the outside, and there's no counts or anything through through the entire match. So I'm just like, okay, let them fight it out. Uh, and then they set out uh, Roosh on a table. So PCO then why not just send the oldest guy? They send PCO going up on the top rope. And PCO hits a somersault dive off the top rope to the outside through a table, but Roosh gets out of the way. How much hell can you put through one man through? And PCO was taken out here. Yeah. And then, 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 then they pan to the foundation, watching on the outside. 
And then after everything has happened, Todd Sinclair just rings the bell. The match ends in 14 minutes and 23 seconds. It ends in a double countout as all eight men are fighting. Uh, they pan to the foundation again as they say this was not what ROH is meant to be as the show ends. Uh, first off, the match was insane. Like there was so much craziness in the la la last like five five minutes. It it was insane, but what a dumb finish! Like after after we've seen everybody fighting on the outside and there's no countouts and no anything like that, and then like the one time, uh, and then the mat match ends with a countout because there's too much chaos. I thought a pretty dumb finish personally and honestly like the match again the match was fine but like this is the main main event scene in ROH you have old guys like Bastro and PCO you guys got like you know Roos and Kane who who are fine the Briscoes who I personally really enjoy I, I think like they are one of the be best tag teams ever in my opinion I think that they are fantastic um and, you know, like, you just have all these kind of older guys uh, in your main, main event scene. So I, I'm i still going, going to be open to it. I'm still going to, you know, try and give it a chance. Uh, but by all means, uh, they, this was not the greatest uh, reintroduction for me for ROH. I don't know, just a lengthy opening match between Tracy and CB that was kind of really boring uh and then you had a good main event but ended with a really bad finish um so personally uh i don't know i wouldn't say to go out and check it necessarily uh they did not advertise anything for next week to my knowledge uh so i will still try and continue to watch these shows and uh all right see what could happen but um yeah i mean that was going that is going to do it here for February the 9th, ROH, um, and we'll see what can happen with them coming up. So, yeah, that, 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 that was SmackDown and ROH. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed all those reviews. Again, coming up, uh, we will have Dynamite. Uh, I don't have the date on my hand right now. Do I have it? Do I have it? Uh, the 17th of AEW. Then we also have Vengeance Day coming up as well as Chamber. And we'll see what happens on the next weekly shows as I'll try to get ROH done every week. Uh, but thank you uh, for rev uh, listening to this review of SmackDown as well as ROH. And uh, talk to you later.